to the Last Gen Podcast brought to you by Miracle Word Ministries. These episodes are specifically created with students in mind. More than ever before, we must know why we believe what we believe, build strong faith, and stay on fire for God. We know that Jesus is coming soon, and we're going to live like this is the last generation. Are you ready? Let's go. Recording in three, two, one. Welcome back, everybody. My name is Alex Iaquinto. I'm your host today for the Last Gen Podcast. I'm so glad that you're on with me today. If this is your first time, I want to say welcome and stick around for the end of this. This is not going to be a long one today, but I do want to hop on and talk about something very important that's been on my spirit this week. If this is not your first time and you've been listening faithfully, I want to welcome you back. I do have an exciting announcement for you guys. Let me take these headphones off because I look ridiculous and I feel ridiculous and I can hear my own voice already. Taking the headphones off. Okay. I do have an exciting announcement for you guys. So as many of you know, the Last Gen Podcast started over a month ago in the month of October. No, let me check. October, that's right. The first episode was October 20th. And now this week will be episode six of the Last Gen Podcast. And it's been a blast. Let me just tell you, I think it's such a privilege to get on here and talk to you guys about the word of God. Nothing, nothing brings more joy to me than that. Especially knowing that people on the other end aren't like critics and cynical. You know, people are hungry. And it's great for me to know that I'm hopping on every week with people that are hungry for the word of God. You know, and we've seen we've seen growth. We've seen people interested and and pressing in and taking notes, and uh, and that's exciting. But the big announcement is is that we're expanding again. So the, one of the goals of this podcast uh, was not just for me to hop on or Evangelist Preston to hop on or my uncle Evangelist Ted Shuttlesworth Jr. to hop on and just teach at you or preach at you. That wasn't really the goal ever. The goal is so we can all be built up. And the difference is, is that we want to hear from you and we want to get involved in your life. We want to see what you're doing. We want to hear about what you, what you're going through. If you know, so it's never just a one way thing. And, and what we did just today, which I'll be releasing this tomorrow, which is for you today, but that's confusing. Today's Monday for me. Today for you is Tuesday. But today we just launched the Last Gen Instagram account. And if you have Instagram, I highly encourage you to jump on this. The reason we did this is not so we can just repost ads for, you know, just to let you know the podcast is up. It's always going to be up. We don't need to remind you, though we will remind you and stuff. But really what we're doing here is we're setting up a hub of for the last gen podcast or just the last gen because who knows where the lord's going to take us with this but we're setting up a hub or a landing page where you can come and see what we're doing see you know because we're going to have interactive content we're going to have live streams we're going to have guests on we're going to have q a's we're going to have a lot of stuff that's just going to be fun and you want to be a part of it we're going to have giveaways and uh that's going to be super fun by the way if you are listening to me right now, I want you to do something for me. 
I want you to do something. If you love me, and I believe you love me, if you love me, you'll follow my commandments. No, but if you love me, and I love you, would you do me a favor? Would you go on Instagram? And if you don't have Instagram, you can download Instagram. It'll be worth it. Go on Instagram. Go to the search bar and type in the dot last dot gen g e n and there you'll find our instagram where we've already posted 13 14 15 posts of of content quotes encouraging stuff and it's going to get more interactive as it grows but would you do me a favor and would you find the reel that i did it's an instagram reel and it's just uh me holding the camera i'm wearing the victory tribe the struggle is over, cactus green t-shirt, talking into the camera, would you do me a favor? Would you click on that, like it, comment if you'd like to, share it to your story though, because that really gets the word out that the last gen Instagram is up, because um, we want to build this up, and not only reach our own base of people that are listening, but expand, Uh, and I believe we as a family can expand and see the faith message pushed, pushed, pushed to more and more young people and uh, young adults. Because I believe that this generation is really hungry, and what they need is not more dead religion. What they need is not one more cringy Christian TikToker or some hyper-grace TikToker, oh, it's okay, we all sin kind of message. That's the opposite of what they need. They need faith preached into them. So basically, this is our response following the.last.gen because very soon and if not soon it's already up very soon we're going to have a giveaway for money for people that are on this account and it's exclusive for people that are on this account the last geners the last gentiles the last you got some weird answers we we asked people what should what we should be called and uh we got some odd answers we're still searching. And I still haven't found what I'm looking for. We'll find it, though. But yeah, this is going to be a an exclusive giveaway for us. And I'm excited to see who's going to win. So go on there. Go on the Instagram. Follow. Like. All the posts you can. We have cool content already up there. And uh, I'm excited to see the last gen expanding. And I know God's going to do great things through it. So today, fasten your seatbelts. It's not going to be a long one. I want to hop on and talk about something that's been in my spirit for this week. Like I said, I've said previously, I I don't have pre-planned messages. I don't write out a content board on my calendar, on a wall in my room. I have, I, I preach to you what I feel the Lord's speaking to me. So it's fresh. It's not, it's not anything that I'm just like, reading commentaries to you. I, I feel this in my spirit for you guys. So I'm, I'm going to let you in on it. So this week, you saw the title. Today, we are talking about what you talk about. And so, of course, we're talking about your confession, the words that you speak. Because understand something at the offset. The words that you speak are very important. If you're taking notes, let that be the first thing that you write under the title. Put this, the words that I speak are very important. The Bible says 
that life and death, the power of life and death, are in the tongue. Life and death. In fact, let's go to that scripture. Because there's a lot right there. And that'll set up what we're talking about today. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. That's Proverbs 18 and verse 21. All right, let's start at Proverbs 18, verse 20. In the English Standard Version, it says, From the fruit of a man's mouth, his stomach is satisfied. He is satisfied by the yield of his lips. All right, verse 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. I want you to understand a scriptural and spiritual principle on the outset of this podcast. You will have what you say. Your words are a seed that go into your future and produce a harvest. No matter if you like it or not, the thing about spiritual laws is that whether you believe in them or not, they happen. Just like I can go outside and say I don't believe in gravity as much as I want. If I jump off my roof, doesn't matter how many squats I've done, I'm going to fall. It's a law whether I like it or not. So Proverbs is saying right there, from the yield or from your lips, you will eat. You will eat the fruit of what you say. You're going to experience today the things that you've said yesterday. It's so vitally important. What you say is not some small thing. You have to understand that. The words that we speak as Christians are not some small thing. And I think this is especially important for young people because as I'm walking, when I was in high school, I think it's cool that I can say that back when I was in high school. No, when I was in high school, I would see that, you know, and, and I still talk to my friends that are, are, that are in high school. And it's funny. They'll, the, <laughs> let, me just, let me just set the scene. You got done with class. The bell rang. You start walking to your next class. Or you start walking to lunch. And you find that friend that's not really your close friend. But, but you know, they're your acquaintance. You've seen them before. You maybe have one or two classes with them. You see them in the hallway. You start walking together. Or you come up to a not very close friend that you've talked to before, an acquaintance. And you start talking. 99% of the time, this is so true. Whether, you know, whether you believe it or not, it's very true. Just watch people. Listen to people's conversations in the hallway or in class. 99% of people's conversations in high school are negative. Very, very negative. It'll go something like this. I walk up on my friend that I maybe sit next to in English class, but I'm not really close with him. I don't hang out with him outside of school. I just know him. I walk up to him. Usually what you'll hear is, hey, man, hey, how's it going? Dude, I'm so tired. Oh, uh, me too. Oh, man. Miss so-and-so assigned me so much homework, bro. Oh, I know. Dude, you should see my homework. It's crazy. I'm never going to get out of the house. It sucks. This is terrible. Bro, I'm so tired. I just want to go home. Oh, my gosh. It's only November. We have to wait so long until Christmas break. I'm tired. And then, and then maybe it'll just go into gossip. 
Did you hear what this person said? You, and, and you know you know that. I mean, right off the bat, I don't even have to ask you. You know that that's true. Middle and high school and even college and young adults, like you're not, you're not exempt from that. I'm not saying that you do it, the listeners of this podcast do it. I'm saying that our age group, our generation really is obsessed with negative speech, really is very obsessed with speaking anti-scriptural things. It's called a bad confession, a bad confession. And you could say, oh, well, what does that matter? It's just small talk. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't have any bearing on what I believe. Oh, really? Does it? Does it not? I want you to take you to another important scripture. Because this isn't just one time. This is all throughout the Bible. Jesus taught this. Jesus believed this. Big time. And he took it up. He took it steps further than I could ever take it. Matthew chapter 12. Matthew chapter 12 and verse 33. And we're going to read to verse 37. Yeah, 33 through 37. This is what Jesus said. Either make the tree good and its fruit good, or make the tree bad and its fruit bad. For the tree is known by its fruit. You brood of vipers. How can you speak good when you are evil? Listen to this, key scripture. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The good person out of his good treasure brings forth good. And an evil person out of his evil treasure brings forth evil. I tell you, on the day of judgment, people will give an account for every careless word they speak. Listen to this. For by your words, you will be justified. And by your words, you will be condemned. The things we speak as Christians aren't some side thing that it's like sometimes we can just let loose and speak whatever. It matters. It very much matters because of that key scripture. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And then also what we already covered, Proverbs 18 and verse 21. Am I right about that? Yeah, Proverbs 18, 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. So you're going you're gonna to have what you say regardless. You will have what you say regardless. And it's up to you to decide what you're going to say. And then... That means you'll also decide what you're going to have. And, you know, a lot of people bash this. When, when, when I'll say, you can have what you say. You can have the things that you say. You can speak things into existence. You can use your mouth to speak to a mountain, and you'll have what you say. People will not agree with that, by and large. People will mock that that doctrine, mock that that principle that we believe. They'll call us word of faith Nuts. They'll call us name it and claim it. Whack. You, you know, any name you want. It's hated. It's so much, you know, people don't like that doctrine. But as much as people don't like it, I'm sorry. I have to apologize to those people because I did not write the Bible. Sorry, I'm not Jesus. I didn't write Mark 11, 23 and 24. I didn't write Proverbs 18, 21. I didn't write the entire book of James. I didn't write Matthew 12, 33 through 37. It's in the Bible. It's a spiritual law. So 
as much as people are speaking death, remember I said the power of life and death is in your tongue. As much as people are speaking death and bringing death into their own lives, you can speak life. Because I don't want to just focus on the negative this whole time. I want to encourage you. You can use your words to speak life, to speak miracles. Because understand this principle. With God, everything happens by a word. Write that down. With God, everything happens starting with and by a word. The Bible says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was formless and void. Darkness covered the face of the deep. The Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the deep. And the Bible says nothing happened when the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the deep. There was nothing created, nothing moved. It was the face of the deep. It was void and without form. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the deep. But what happened? What changed that? And then the Bible says, And then God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And then God said, Though the Spirit was there, the Spirit was waiting on the Word. Man. Man, that's powerful. And if you've ever listened to my uncle preach of any, you know, any length of time, Ted Shuttlesworth Jr., Evangelist Ted Shuttlesworth Jr., preaches on this all the time, is that the power of God travels in the vehicle of the Word. The power of God travels in the vehicle of the word. So understand, everything happens by a word. Miracles don't just happen like people say they do. That was so suddenly. They don't just happen. Miracles don't just happen. And then Jesus said, be thou made whole. And then Jesus touched him and said, be cleansed. Go and be whole of thy plague. It all happens with a word. The centurion. He said, don't come, speak the word only. And when Jesus spoke, the centurion, the centurion servant was healed. Everything happens by a word. That's the theme verse of miracle word ministries. He sent his word and it healed them and delivered them from their destruction. God always sends his word to accomplish. Because remember, the Bible says, that the word of God never returns void or empty, but it always accomplishes the thing whereunto it was sent. It always accomplishes what God sent it to do. Never returns void, never returns empty. And understand this, which is even more powerful. You were created in the image of God. You were created in the image of God. So just like he is, I am. The Bible says... Like he is, or how does, it, how does it phrase it? As he is, talking about Jesus, so are you on this earth. Not how Jesus, think about this, not how Jesus was. This was in the epistle of John. Not how Jesus was in the earthly ministry. As he is in heaven, so are you on this earth. I'm from God. I speak like God. I walk like God. I talk like God. I see miracles like God does. So just like God has the power to speak a word and it come to pass, 
He's given us that power. Behold, I give unto you all authority over all the power of the enemy. That is what that is. Jesus said in Mark eleven twenty three, one of my favorite scriptures, if not my favorite scripture of all time, because it outlines what Bible faith is and what the authority of the believer is. Mark eleven twenty three. This is Jesus talking. In the previous verse, it says, have faith in God. And if you read some commentaries, a lot of them will make a note on that, where it says, have faith in God, and they'll have a subnote, and they'll say, this could be translated, have the God kind of faith. Not have faith in God, but have the faith of God. Have the God kind of faith. And then he goes on to say, truly I say to you, Whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and be thrown into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes what he says will come to pass, it will be done for him. Think about that. Now, I want you to notice something that Kenneth Hagin taught me through all of his, all of his preaching. This was his, ver- I'm not, not his verse, but like, this was his life verse. Mark 11, 23 and 24. And I'll go to the Bible app and go to the King James translation, which I don't use often, but I'm using it to make a point here. Mark 11 and verse 23 in the King James. All right. And then Jesus answering saith unto them, Have faith in God, for verily I say unto unto you, that whosoever, that's you, shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Kenneth Hagin always taught this. He'd been preaching on faith. He'd been preaching on Mark 11, 23, and 24 all of his life. And he got to a place where he was praying, as was his custom, before many of his services at night. He would teach in the day and preach at night. And he said he was praying at the altar of the church that he was at. I believe this was in Texas. And he was just praying, praying the Spirit, kneeled before the altar of God. And he said that God spoke to him in that moment. And, and he was meditating on something completely different. He was meditating on the end of Mark, the 16th chapter, and he was just thinking about that, pressing into that. And, and the Spirit of God said to him, I want you to notice something in Mark eleven twenty three. And God said to him, notice how many times I say believe. And then notice how many times I say some form of the word say. Let's count this. Whosoever shall say, one for say, say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in in his heart, but believe, that's one for believe, that those things which he say, saith, that's two for say, shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. There's three times for some form of the word say and only once for believe. So God said to him, you're going to have to do 
three times as much preaching about the saying aspect of faith than you are about the believing aspect. Let that sink in. God put a special importance on the things that we say. And you could say, well, no, it's, it's about what you believe in your heart. You know, God sees your heart. And it's really about what you believe, and it doesn't. Really, sometimes we say the wrong things, but I want you to understand. We, and I'm not going in circles. I really want you to get this. It's going to change your life. Yes, God looks at your heart, but you also expose your heart pretty easily. Humans, in general, because of that scripture, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So you could say all you want. Well, I believe God. I believe God. I believe healings for today. And then, you, you know, you've got some s- sickness or whatever, and you're like, well, this is probably going to take me out, and, you know, I'm going to go to the doctor. He said he can't do anything for me, so I'll just see my loved ones one more time. Or Let's, let's take it on less, less of a serious scale. Um, you know, there's a flu going around your school. There's COVID going around your school. And you could say in church, or you could you know, say to God, I believe your word. I believe that no evil should come near my dwelling, that no, no pestilence can touch me in Jesus name. But then you go into your school and they announce there's an outbreak of COVID. And then you tell your friends, oh man, well, I'm probably going to get it. Oh, this. And then, and then you're, and then even, even this, people will even say this, the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Well, I hope I get it because then I can go home and stay home for two weeks. What a dumb thing to say. So you're just going to lay down your covenant right to healing so you can take two weeks off? Stupid. Stupid. So there's a special emphasis on what you say because what you say comes from the heart. It's going to come out eventually. The real state of your heart can't stay hidden. Whatever you really believe is going to come out. Whatever is deep inside your heart is going to come out through your mouth. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. You can't fake faith. You can fake it for a little bit. You know, you've got people that fake faith. They've heard, they've heard messages on their confession. And they just go around saying, Oh, how are you, sister? Well, I'm, I'm too blessed to be stressed. I'm under the spout where the glory comes out. Amen? And they just say like Christian cliches as if that's how faith is conjured up. As if it's it's just chanting Christian sayings. But they don't actually believe it in their heart. It has to be both things. Believe in your heart. Catch this. This is even for salvation. You have to believe it in your heart, anything with God. Believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. That's how you get saved. You can't just believe in your heart. If you just believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord and don't say anything, make no confession, you'll go to hell. And if you just say it out loud and don't believe in your heart, you'll also go to the hell. Go to hell. That's why the Bible says, believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you will be saved. Hallelujah. That's important. That's vitally important. Vitally important. And let me take you to a story as we close up with this, let me take you to a story in the Bible where it's very clear how God views wrong confession. And I'll give you some practical tips, some practical tips 
and we've actually got a resource for you at the end of this video if you stick around um that's going to help you with this i want you to go many of you have heard this story i want you to go to the book of numbers it's the fourth book in the bible and chapter 13 numbers 13 and we'll skip to verse 25 what's happening here is moses they're approaching the promised land the land of canaan and what they're going to do is they're going to send spies into land to see what it's going to be like to see you know who is there anyone inhabiting the land to see are they able to take it to see what's in the land is it everything that god promised is there a is it is it a land flowing with milk and honey is it everything that God said it was going to be? So they, they wanted to check out this promised land that God has been talking so much about. So the Lord said to Moses, oh, I get out of King James. Nope. Let me just tell you, I don't have a problem with King James. But when you get in the Pentateuch, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, with King James, you're in the weeds, my friend. Salute to you. By the way, don't pick a translation that's too hard for you to read. That's a dumb thing to do. You want to pick a translation that's that you're going to understand. I'll give you four off the top of my head. Going from easiest to hardest. All right? These are my four recommended. There are other good ones. Just stay away from paraphrases like the passion. This is so off topic, but just helping you out. Stay away from the passion. Stay away from the message. They're not the real Bible. So here are four, easiest to hardest. The NLT, the New Living Translation, it's a good translation. The NIV, the New International Version, it's a good translation. The ESV, the English, ver in English Standard Version, that's what I use. That's what my uncle uses. That's what a ton of people are using right now. Uh, it's a good combination of easy to read and true to the original um, manuscripts. And then the NASB, the New American Standard Bible, is also a great Bible. So there are four for you. No need to go to the Passion. It's not even a translation. It's like a rewriting. Bible, Volume 2. <laughs> or notes on the Bible. <laughs> I saw this meme. Sorry. I saw this meme back in, um, in the summer where like all the riots and lootings were happening. And uh, if you saw in the news, they were burning a Bible. And, uh, and it, you know, they were just, Antifa was just burning Bibles, like lighting them on fire, dancing around them, shouting, burning a Bible. I saw this, this fake news post, the Babylon Bee. It said, um, it said, it said, don't worry. The Bibles that they were burning. No, they, no, it said, don't worry. They weren't burning the Bible. It was the Passion Translation. <laughs> no need to worry. It wasn't the Bible. It was the Passion Translation. <laughs> Sorry for all you TPT lovers. All right, back on track. Numbers 13. So Moses is sending 12 spies in the land to check out the land. This is what the Bible says. At the end of the 40 days, they returned from the spying out the land. So Moses sent 12, one to represent each tribe of Israel. At the end of the 40 days, they returned from spying out the land. And they came to Moses and Aaron and all the congregation of the people of Israel in the wilderness of Paran at Kadesh. They brought back word to them 
and to all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. And they told them, we came into this land which you sent, which to which you sent us. It flows with milk and honey, and this is its fruits. However, the people who dwell in the land are strong, and the cities are fortified and very large. And besides, we saw the descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the Nagab, and the Hittites and the Jebusites and the Amorites dwell in the hill country. But Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and occupy it, for we are well able to overcome it. Then the men who had gone up with him said, We are not able to go against the people, for they are way stronger than we are. So they brought to the people of Israel a bad, and the King James says an evil report of the land that they had spied out, saying, The land through which we have gone to spy it out is a land that is that devours its inhabitants, and all the people that we saw in it are of great height. And there we saw the Nephilim, the sons of Anak, who came from the Nephilim. And we seemed to ourselves like grasshoppers, so we seem, and so we seemed to them. So understand what's happening. Moses sends out 12 spies. There's 12 spies that go into the land. They see the same thing. They all see the land flowing with milk and honey. They all see how great the land is. They all actually see the giants. They all actually see the enemies. They bo- they, they're not seeing two different things. But 10 come back and say, and this is what they actually say. We are not able to go up against the people for they are stronger than we are. So they come back, 10 of them, 10 out of the 12, say, they see the giants and they say, we are not able to overcome them for they're way stronger than we are. But then two of them come back, Caleb and Joshua, and say this. Let us go up at once and occupy it, for we are well able to overcome it. Notice the difference in the 10 versus the 2. The 10 have a word of unbelief in their mouth. They speak unbelief versus the 2 that speak faith. Now notice, it's not just some like, when you, when you doubt God, it's not just a disturbance to him like, oh, I wish my people would just believe in me. Understand what God calls the 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 belief of the report of unbelief. Understand what he calls it. He doesn't call it a disappointing report. He doesn't call it a sad report. So they brought to the people of Israel an evil report of the land. God calls a report of unbelief evil and wicked. Not just disappointing to him. It's wicked. When you doubt God and he's promised you. Because remember, God promised all 12 of the spies and all of Israel. You, I've already given you the land. Everywhere you set the sole of your foot, you'll be on land that I've given you. It's yours. And then for the 10 to come back and have the audacity to speak the opposite of what God has spoken is evil. And when you speak against the word of God, it is sin. I'm sorry, this, I mean, it's harsh, but it's true. Jesus said, the sin of the world is their unbelief in me. 
The sin of the world is their unbelief in me. Unbelief is a sin. Unbelief is wicked. It's evil. But I don't just want to talk about what's wicked. I want you to understand, you don't have to be like the 10 spies who, who just talk, they just talk about what they see. Well, you know, COVID numbers are going up. And because uh, really, all you have to do to be on the side of unbelief is just parrot whatever anyone else is saying. Parrot what the news is saying. Parrot what maybe your parents are saying. Parrot what your friends are saying. Well, you know, my mom said that COVID cases are going up, so we should expect to get it, and we'll just be stuck inside um, two weeks. Well, my school said um, that this is a really hard class, and I'm not going to pass it, and my teacher said that I'm a failure, and I'm not going to pass it, so I guess... You don't have to, you know, all you have to do is just repeat what the world's saying. The spies went in there and they just saw it. And all they did was come back and say what they saw. But really, what did faith say? Faith said, yeah, I see the giant, but we are well able able to overcome it. Yes, the facts are true. There's giants in the land. We're not denying that. But faith says we are well able to overcome it. Faith doesn't parrot what the world is saying. Faith says what the word of God says. Instead of hearing all the bad reports of the news, and, you know, the news will tell you people are dropping dead in the streets. The news will tell you that every race hates each other. Instead of just parroting that, why don't you just say, and just just stick it in the devil's faith. Just start confessing the word of God. Say it out loud wherever you are. You know, just go through your day, talk in the word of God. You shall have whatsoever you say, and you're never wrong to quote the word of God. So when you go through your day, though the news is saying that COVID cases are going up, though the news is saying there's this new disease, though the news is saying you have to get the vaccine, though the news is saying all that stuff, just say the opposite. Say the, what, 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 what the word of God says. Thank you, Lord, that by your stripes I am healed. Thank you, Lord, that a thousand may fall at my side, 10,000 at my right hand, but no thing can come near me. Thank you, Lord, that you said when you're lifted up, you'll draw all men unto yourself. Don't just parrot whatever the the world is saying, what your unbelieving friends say. Though the facts are true, and I'll give you practicals. I'll give you practicals, and I have a resource for you as we wind it up. I just want to pound this into your spirit, man. What you say matters. Have a good, have a report of faith. I've made up my mind. I never want to be the person that's being a conduit for the devil, just speaking what the devil wants. And if, and if you're like a person who you've heard that all your life, you're a failure. You'll never amount to anything. There's people like that. You'll never amount to anything. People have just told you, you're a failure. You're no good at anything. You suck at sports. You're stupid. People have told you that. What you need to do, though the devil has one report, just just go off and say, be bold and just say, thank you, Lord, that you said I've got the mind of Christ. Thank you, Lord, that you said that my life will go up and up and not down and down. Thank you, Lord, that you said you'll give me favor and good success with men and God. Speak the word of God. And when you speak, listen to this, Mark eleven twenty three. 23, when you speak the word of God, 
Truly, truly, I say unto you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and be thrown into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes what he says will come to pass, it will be done for him. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. Speak unto this mountain. If there's a sickness in your body, don't go walking around saying, well, I'm tired, I'm sick, I'm tired, I'm sick. Just just start walking around your house. Even if you had to stay home from school, whatever. Someone made you stay home. Why don't you just walk around your house? Say, thank you, Lord, that I'm healed. Thank you, Lord, that with long life, you'll satisfy me. Thank you, Lord, that no evil can come near my dwelling. Thank you, Lord, that I am healed by the blood of Jesus, by the stripes that you took upon your back. If depression tries to come against your mind, thank you, Lord, that the joy of the Lord is my strength. Thank you that you've not given me a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Thank you, Lord, that in your presence is fullness of joy and at your right hand pleasures forevermore. Thank you, Lord, that you gave me joy that the world can't take away. Thank you, Lord, that your word says that you've put more joy in my heart than they have when their grain and wine abound. Speak the word only. Speak the word only. That's what the centurion said to Jesus. But that's what you need to say to yourself. Don't say anything else but the word of God. Don't go around being like a conduit of the devil just saying how tired you are and how rough life is. Start walking around and say, life is great. You know, there's a story in the Old Testament where the prophet comes unto this Shunammite woman. Her son had died. Her son had died. He's dead Drop dead, dead, D-E-D, dead. There's nothing she can do. Her son's dead, and the prophet is far, far away. So the woman says, while she's leaving, her son's dead at home. You know, it's over. So she starts trekking to where the prophet is. Her husband says, where are you going? Where are you going? It's not the new moon or the Sabbath. Why are you going to see the prophet? She says this, all is well. Then she comes up on the, the prophet's servant. The servant says, why do you want to see the prophet? How, how is everything? And the, the woman says, all is well. Now, I want you to think about this. Was her son dead? Yes. Was the fact, that, what, the fact is, is that her son's dead. But what she said were words of life. All is well. I'm not going to go around and say, my son's dead. I don't know it. All is well. And then she received her miracle. It's faith. You can't fake faith. Faith uh, from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Faith is revealed in your saying, in what you say. Go around school. Be that weirdo who's just over, who, who no one can ever get you to complain. Not, don't be a weird, don't be like an, like a, weirdo on purpose i'm saying like don't be that person that just walks around i'm too blessed to be stressed i'm under this mountain where the glory comes out don't be that kind of weirdo be a normal person like a human being but be positive because the word of god is positive don't just spout out whatever the world says i speak a different path because i'm looking for different results You will have what you say. It's a fact.
So to close this out, that that Instagram account that I mentioned before, what we're doing on that that's unique that I haven't really seen in any other um, youth Instagram or whatever, what we're doing is we've already posted too. We're doing daily confessions. So we've put together graphics and we'll try to do it every single week pertaining to every single episode that we do. So like the first one that we did, the first episode, if you remember, was three things that are going to set you apart in these end times. So the first daily confession is called being set apart. So you scroll and there's three confessions there that I want you to say out loud every day until the next one comes out. So I'll show you right here. Daily confessions, being set apart. Number one, I have a better covenant with better promises. Number two, I don't live like this world. I live holy. Number three, I'm anointed to destroy the works of the devil. The next one, dealing with uh, the episode we did on financial prosperity. Don't believe the poverty gospel. The first one is, I am blessed and not cursed. I will never lack or go without. I will not be a burden to my generation, but a blessing. So we're going to be trying to do that every week because that's how important I think it is. That not only, not, not only do you just see it and say, oh, that's cute. Speak it. Speak it in prayer. Just thank you, Father, that I'll never lack or go without. For your word says, and I give you scriptures, every single one of them, every single thing. So I'm blessed and not cursed. Ephesians 1.3. I'll never lack or go without. 2 Corinthians 9.8. I will not be a burden to my generation, but a blessing. Genesis 12.2. It's all in the Bible. So you're confessing the word of God. And when you speak God's word, God's word never comes back void or empty. It always accomplishes the thing whereunto it was sent. I, I do that. Personally, I do that. Because I was taught at a young age by my aunt and uncle how important it is. They have my cousins they have a, a, a nightly confession out of Revelation 5.12. And they start adding to it from the word of God. You speak what the word says, and you'll have what the word says you can have. That simple. It's that simple. It really is. So, man, that that's a powerful tool that'll help you. And, you know, at the end we say... Share, uh, share um, your favorite confession, your story. Just to let your friends know, li listen, this isn't some broken down, beaten up religion. I'm a victor, not a victim. Because, you know, you see so many Instagram posts that are like, I may be a mess, but I'm his mess. And it's in like a free cursive font you can find on Google. <sighs> so dumb. I'm sick of it. I'm really am sick of it. Not sick of you guys. I love you guys. I'm sick of seeing cringy Christian stuff. I really am. We're all just broken. Amen. I may be a mess, but I'm his mess. Amen. No. Goodness gracious. I don't even want to think about it anymore. So yeah. <laughs> Use those. And then you'll start you'll start having your own. Like like, if you see something in the Word of God, like, I mean, like, I'll give you one example. We'll do one on Evangelist Preston's video. You can find that in the Word of God in, in Deuteronomy chapter 28. You'll lend to many nations and borrow from none. If you found that in the Bible, 
then just start speaking that. Thank you, Lord, that I'll, I'll never take a loan. I'll lend to many, but borrow from none. Hallelujah. Right here. I'm just flipping through the Bible. It's all throughout the Bible. I'm flipping through the Bible. Romans chapter 8 and verse 14. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. Thank you, Lord, that I am led by the Spirit of God. Thank you, Lord, that I can hear your voice. I, it's not hard to hear your voice. I, I can easily hear your voice and your direction for my life. Bam. That easy. Set, your, set yourself apart through your words. All right. We'll hop off. Listen, I love you so much. I want to thank you so much for being on. It's a joy. <laughs> no matter how how uh, fast I talk or or angry my voice sounds, I'm I'm very I'm I'm. It really is a privilege to to be on here every week with you guys. I want you to know that I don't take it for granted. It's not just some side thing. I I take this very seriously. I want to pray for you, Father, in Jesus' name. Thank you so much. For every single person watching, every youth, every young adult, every adult, every child listening to this podcast, I pray that you'd bless them for their hunger. I pray that you'd help us speak what your word says. Line our words up with your word. And thank you that we're going to see the best two months, one and a half months that we've ever seen in our lives come to pass before 2021 is over. We're going to see friends saved. We're going to see loved ones saved. We're going to see healing. We're going to see miracles. We're pressing forward into 2022, expecting that you're going to do great things for our lives. Thank you, Lord, that you've given us authority, and we can speak to a mountain and tell it to move, and it will obey us. We thank you in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. I love you guys. Like I said before, check out that Instagram. On Instagram, it is at the.last.gen. Follow. Share that video that I, that I mentioned before. And uh, check right now to see if that giveaway is live. Because if it's not live now, it will be soon. Um, and we're going to be giving out some money to you guys to bless you. Because we love you. It's going to be fun. So stay tuned with what we're doing. Stay tuned with future um, videos. If you took notes, send them to me because I didn't. I'm joking. But, um, yeah, love you guys. <sighs> we should have, like, an ending song. It's closing time. All right, I'm getting off. I love you. I'll see you later. Bye, everybody.